Hey guys, welcome back to Honey and the Rock, episode 72. I'm Sophie. And this is Maddie. Hi. So I met Maddie on my mission trip to the Dominican Republic. We yeah. were, she was kind of like the big sister of the trip. And that, yeah, that's where we met. Yeah. And then just kind of been like praying about who to have on as a guest. And she was so quick with that. I was like, I need to ask Maddie. Because like you really are like a ray of sunshine. That's what oh. everyone was saying at the trip. It was such like so encouraging each night. We would just like go around and. Like, honestly, just, like, kind of shout each other out. But that's yeah. what everyone would say about Maddie was, like, she's a ray of sunshine. She's just this type of thing. And she really is this, like, draw to you. Like, people draw to you. I drew to you. Because you're, like, feel safe. So well, I'm excited for you. people to hear from you. Well, it was amazing to meet Sophie as well. Yes. And Macy and everyone, everyone. of course. But we were so the, fun. like, younger yes. crowd. Um, the younger ones in the crowd, too. We're so, the ones without the couple. Yeah, <laughs> we are coupled up. Uh, <laughs> everyone was amazing. But um, we were the younger ones yes. in the crowd. So I think we really our way it was down so fun. <laughs> yes um and so we're gonna get right into it what is your yeah. story so it's interesting because i was speaking of the dr telling sophie that coming back from the dr we talked a lot about you know this overwhelming presence of just mm-hmm. the lord and everything that we do and coming back from that i you know was really trying to be intentional about that coming back home and, right. and the ways that i could practice yeah. that and fulfill that and feel that same feeling living my everyday life. Um, But I, one of the things that had been weighing on my heart was that I had never really shared a testimony Mm -hmm. before. I've grown up in the church. I've always been a part of the church, I would say. Always been someone who's been deemed a Christian, a faithful person, but it just never something that I had felt the right time and place. And then it had been weighing on my heart. And then not just a few weeks later, Sophie reached out to ask and kind of mention that was a part of it. So appreciative of her. And that part, like, you haven't even told anything yet, but that was my, like, big idea of starting the podcast was, like, mm-hmm. if I'm having this podcast, I would like them to share their testimony. Yeah. Because I think there's a sweetness in being vulnerable and also for people to know. Like, why would people take your advice if they don't know you? Yeah. And then I also think it's God can do really cool things through our stories. So Absolutely. Like, mm-hmm. you build connections that you didn't know you had with people who might not even be similar to you at all because of things that, like, You've been through the world has shown up too. Yeah. I would say too, it's interesting. I think, and we can talk on this later too, but after the DR Mm -hmm. was really a time I had felt his presence and like the Lord Mm -hmm. talking to me to be like, it all makes sense to you now. Like everything I'm about to share Mm -hmm. after this experience, although over, you know, my whole life really, um, and all the things that we'll get into that was the time I was like, oh, it clicked. Yes, like, I yes, get it now. Right. I see it. I feel it. Right. I want to tell it. Right. Um, so yeah. perfect timing with that. Right. So I guess just don't. a cool thing that comes with serving the Lord. Yes. Like, we serve thinking we're giving something, but we're really just receiving something. And you, Yeah, and I, yeah. yeah, like, walked away feeling like some of these darkest moments I thought I'd never get through. Now I'm experiencing these highest yes. of highs, and I would right. have never yeah. experienced that. So I would say... You know, like I mentioned, I've always grown up in the church. I grew up in a Presbyterian church. I did all the things from the Sunday schools to the confirmation, baptism, Sunday schools, confirmation. My parents have always been amazing spiritual leaders. They have served in all capacities at the church, which I think is really inspiring to really always make time for, no matter how busy your life is. You know, they may have had a million things in the week, but they've done new members, they've done deacons, they're currently right. elders, they've served multiple terms on all of those things, right. just great um, servants of right. the Lord. Yeah. So I would say I definitely always have had a relationship with God for yeah. sure. 
Um, but I also think on a more personal side of, you know, in the way that he created me, right. one of the things that I've, is a blessing and a curse at times yeah. is um, I've always been a really committed person to whatever I'm doing. Right. So I think I came out of the womb kind of a natural leader. Yes. Some may yeah. say bossy, but you know, <laughs> take it what I, you want. You know, take it how I you will. I say leader, you say bossy. Um, but no, in a positive manner, just super committed to everything I've ever done. So right. whether that be school or um, dance or cheer or faith or whatever, if right. I was doing something, I was doing it a million percent. Right. Yeah. So, uh, and, which is interesting because one of my favorite Bible verses is Ecclesiastes 9.10, which says, you know, whatever the Lord, whatever your hands find to do, do it with all your might. Yeah. And that's been, I mean, my favorite Bible verse yeah. for forever. Right. But I think it's because it relates to me doing, so much. Yeah, I'm yeah. doing that constantly. Right. Um, however, that verse goes on to talk more about how you know, when you're doing God's will, when you're doing that, you have this fulfillment and this overwhelming right. joy. And yeah. I, I wasn't always doing that, right. I will share. Um, but yeah, so definitely had been super committed to my faith forever. But like I said, you know, that comes with a lot of pressure too. Right. Um, and a lot of self-worry of mm. who am I going to fail today? Right. Am I going to be good yeah. enough? Am, mm. am I going to achieve this goal right. I've set for myself? Um, and so towards the end of senior year, you know, this experience of life yeah. we were just talking just about, about yeah. you know, you're kind of coming into that shift of life where you, everything you've been committed to for so long is kind of wrapping up right. and then you're starting this next adventure. Yes. And during that season, like I said, I had been cheer captain for four years right. at my high school. I was finishing out, I'd been dancing since I was two years old. Right. So finishing out my yeah. senior year of dance, hoping to go off to college and right. make a dance team. Um, but that was huge. Even in dance, you know, I was on our senior level team in seventh right. grade. Like right. always all those things. I was, you know, fighting to be top of my class. I was student right. body president. Right. I was probably in every club at school. Yes. Um, yeah. And I'd been really committed to all those things mm. um, and super intentional on all those things. And, you know, that definitely was starting to place my value in right. these like things around me that I'm doing. Right. And I'd, at that time, looking back now, I had lost a lot of understanding of like placing my value in him for sure. Right. So then come towards like end of senior year, like January before going this yeah. time of year, actually, <laughs> um, I had a really significant injury. I uh, basically blew out my entire knee. Um, I tore my ACL, my meniscus, had like a million cartilage tears. Right. Um, so although, you know, we all have injuries all the time, right. you know, this for me was I didn't get to finish anything, right. you know. Everything that I'd worked so hard for my life to um, do and be right. and define myself by, I didn't get to finish right. any of that. Um, and it, it was at that time that I honestly just, like, didn't know what to do with myself. No. And I, I didn't place my um, stressors or my questions or my angst or mm. anything. I was not seeking the Lord at that right. time. And that led to, like, a series of just – horrible decisions, yeah. um, bad decisions, mm. um, mistakes, one thing after another, you know, kind of just spiraling downhill. Mm. And although at the time I didn't realize how my lack of intention with my relationship with God, how my mm. placing so much value in the things that defined me right. externally, yeah. this injury that took away so much from me, mm. definitely didn't see no. like the religious comp component right. of it. I just thought like, man, this sucks. Yeah. Like I've lost literally everything. Right. I'm not going to get to go into college the way I thought I would. Right. I'm not getting to finish everything that I've literally given my whole life right. to at right. that point. 
Um, and I, for the first time in a really long time, like kind of got to be, I guess, like a normal teenager. Like yeah. I had free weekends. I right. started to go to parties. Yeah. I started to drink. Right. I, you had freedom. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I was everything that had kept me so um, tightly wound and like mm. on the right path yeah. was gone. Right. <clears throat> um, and so that really just that spiraled a lot. Mm. Um, I continued to kind of go through the motions, but you know, really my relationship with God was not present at all. I will, I had no relationship with him. If I'm being honest, my relationship with my family was tumultuous Mm. because of these decisions I was making. Um, you know, I thought what I was surrounding myself with was bringing me happiness and, you know, allowing me to cope, but it wasn't, I was just fulfilling a void based on like what the enemy was putting into my head. Um, so I go off to college, you know, I think this is going to be a fresh start right. and kind of the same things just start to happen. Like, I feel like I'm, I can't, you know, I went through like sorority recruitment and I didn't feel good enough in that. I was right. trying to find, I didn't know anyone at Clemson being an right. out of state student. I was trying to find friends and I used to have a million friends and right. that is constantly putting yeah. yourself out there. And like I said, just still making horrible decisions. Um, and it got so bad to a point where. I was just in such a dark, dark, dark place right. that I um I did not want to live anymore. Yeah. I was just so overwhelmed with the enemy and the darkness and you know, all these things that I thought would make me feel better, but was really just making me feel sinful right. and guilty. Yeah. Um, and so just for I did try to end my life. Yeah. Um and I will never forget just kind of being where I was I mean it's a a moment I'll never forget of course but a place there too and uh for people that I have shared this story with you know they always ask like you know what what like made you right like what did you how did you get out of that you know like what did you and at times I've definitely just said like oh I just I just knew that wasn't it but you know now I look back and like that was God talking to me. Right. Like yes. he was there in my ear saying, you know, this is not your story. Like mm. you have done wrong, but like, I will pull you out of this. Yes. Like mm. you need to call for help yeah. and you need to, we will work on this right. together. That's so um, and, you know, still that next day I woke up in a hospital room alone. Mm. Um, and even though in that moment, mm. like, felt so alone right. I was thinking like you know where where are the people that love me what right um but now when I look back on it I think like it was time for me and that was time for me and him to wrestle through some yeah. things mm-hmm. um and figure that out and I think that experience like I said although I had been faithful ever until then you know I look back now and I, I see the value in how I didn't have a relationship right. with him he yeah. was there I was a Christian. Right. I still believe, but I had no. I wasn't making an effort. I wasn't. Right. I wasn't making good decisions. Yeah. I wasn't living as a Christian. I wasn't talking to him about these struggles I was going through. I was right. just constantly letting the enemy overrun all of yeah. my thoughts. Yeah. Um, and I would say that, although, like I said, not my story, not my testimony. Right. The fact of like reevaluating the value it is to have an intentional relationship right. with him yeah. to place him at the forefront right is kind of what led me now into where i sit side by side with right. jesus yes. <laughs> like yes. 
going through every day. Right. Um, and don't get me wrong, it's still a struggle. Right. I still wrestle, wrestle constantly with, you know, this guilt I have right. of the decisions I made and the right. things I did and the way I treated people. And, you know, then, yeah. you know, I have people, you know, that are like, you're such a light, you're so joyous. And I'm like, yeah, but it came from a really dark place right. at one time. Um, well, I have a lot of thoughts, but yeah. thank you for sharing all of that. It, I think there is such beauty in, like we said, in being vulnerable, but then also in having, have been in the dark mm-hmm. and then to see the light again, it's like, oh, this is special. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's really cool. And then the idea of putting our identity in everything in all of these otherworldly things. Mm-hmm. And technically, they're not all bad things. You know, no. school isn't a bad thing. Doing cheer isn't a bad thing. For me, running wasn't a bad thing. Like, these outside, quote-unquote, worldly things don't have to mean it's bad. No. But if your full identity is found in those, and, you know, the quick of a quick injury yeah. takes strips it all away. The season ending strips mm-hmm. it all away. Going to college strips it all away. Having a kid might strip it all away. Like, whatever that looks like in your life, it's quickly stripped away. And then all of a sudden, you realize your full identity was in that thing. And so I think even you sharing your story is a good reminder for me, and I'm sure the people listening, of just the idea of making sure – that your identity isn't in everything of the world. You can enjoy things that God created and mm-hmm. it can be fun and it can be awesome. But if your relationship, your personal relationship with Jesus isn't a priority, then it's gonna be none of it so matters. Hard. Yeah. No. None of it matters. And I mean I like after the first cross country season ended, I was like, what do I do with myself? Like my pants don't fit. What does this mean? What's like these things like that of just like all of a sudden I'm just like spiraling. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, whoa, I had too much. Mm-hmm. my identity found in this one thing that's temporary because everything on this earth is temporary absolutely um, and then I also think what's interesting is to see how you sit in the hospital room and you woke up and you felt so alone of like how many times we feel alone yeah and in this heart of a situation you were in and in so many other situations maybe your parents are going through a divorce or maybe mm-hmm. you're just like laying there hearing people yelling at each other and fighting mm-hmm. or um you know, maybe you're just like in college and you feel lonely in your dorm room. Like whatever this alone feeling is, doesn't mean God walked away. Mm-hmm. It just means what can you do to draw closer? And I think that's something I've had to also work on. Of like, Absolutely. I feel alone. So what can I personally do to pull myself closer to the Lord? And maybe that's opening up my Bible. Maybe that's turning on Christmas Christian music. Or, or Christmas, Christmas music. Either one. <laughs> or Christmas music. <laughs> or like talking to like, a friend or someone who loves mm-hmm. the Lord too. Like, what does that look like? And so I think that's it's so it's really mature you now to be able to look back and be like, the Lord just needed me mm-hmm. with Him. Yeah, and He was there. The I mean, the whole time I look back now, I think about my. I'm not gonna just get emotional talking about this. Like, mm-hmm. I think about like my best friend and the very first like friend that I met yeah. um, at Clemson. We had barely known each other, um, and she is just someone who is so full of the Lord and always has right. been. Um, and I think about how, when I was going through that, like hearing him, like you, you need to find help. You need to seek help. This right. isn't, this isn't it for right. you. Mm-hmm. Um, she was the first person I called. We right. barely knew each other. She didn't know what she That's was getting herself was. into being my friend. But, yeah. and when I look at back at it now, I'm like, mm. wow, like he was, he was working in my life in a way, because if he hadn't placed someone like her, who was so full of the Lord and confident right. and able to be a, um, just sounding board of right. the Lord during a time right. where someone her own age was going through like the worst time right. would I have ever gotten out of that, right. you know? And right. I think, like you said, like he, 
he's not walking away from right. us. So where do we get back on track? Right. And, and I think since then it's led me to all the things yes. now. Like it's, yes, don't get me wrong. Like there were times as a college student where I was still wrestling with my faith too, but right, now and in moving into adulthood and when I first moved to Greenville, right. like my very first thing was like, I have to find a church. Okay. So my first memory of you, like I, I know we met. Yeah. And then like we saw each other in the meetings that we had like meetings before the mission trip. I kept thinking like, she's so cute. She's so cute. <laughs> but it's just kept being my thought. But then like my first conversation I remember having with you on the trip was you, I don't even know if you were saying it to me or if you were saying it to somebody on the bus. I kept getting, I was so car sick that whole time. <laughs> no, that's right. So we were I going through the mountains of the Dominican. It, yes, and I'm already car sick. There's air conditioning. Beautiful, and thanks for so the experience, but you're like, but I was so car sick. And so I had my eyes closed the whole time, so I don't even know if you were talking to me or somebody, but the thing I heard you say was, well, the first thing I looked for when I moved here was a church. And that was so encouraging for me to be like, well, when I move to college soon, I need a first look for a church mm-hmm. or whatever that looks like in the future but just realizing um that's where so much like fruit comes from being mm-hmm. in communion and relationship with fellow believers and yeah. so I think that's so important but then also with like the idea of a friend like having a friend is shows the importance of friendships and having your close friends know the Lord and love mm-hmm. the Lord because you know there's a lot of people who saved me a lot mm-hmm. of friends who Hey, come on, let's go. Yeah. And you know, your friend that saved you and it's just interesting. And then like now we have the opportunity to be that friend. Yeah. Because Jesus is the ultimate friend and mm-hmm. the ultimate like picture of a friend. Yeah. Um, so I think it was really like the really it was like my first was like, oh wait, to find a church first. Like how important is that? Yeah. It was just and it was, it's hard. You know, I was young, I was fresh out of graduate right. school, I was excited to move to somewhere new, even though I'd just gone to school right down right. the road. Um Greenville was still a new place yeah. for me. My family I didn't have any family around. Right. Um so you know, it can be a little intimidating to yes. go to a church by yourself, right. especially yes. when you don't know anything about right. any of the twelve churches in a mile radius of downtown right. Greenville. <laughs> um but it was such a fulfilling time too and uh, you know, shared this on the trip yeah. too, you know, being able to um, just, I started going, I went to a bunch of different churches, started going to Buncombe Street because I'd recognized some familiar faces. Yeah. So, you know, being able to have that familiarity right. in a place that is so important to you immediately drug yeah. me in. Um, and then I joined a small group and, right. you know, that too was a little intimidating because right. I didn't know right. anyone, right. but, you know, here I am yes. trying to make it right. a priority. Right. Yes. And then I'll never forget, you know, just a few months after that, sitting in the church service and they talked about the DR trip yeah. and I was like, oh, okay. that sounds like a good idea. Sure. We left on my 25th birthday. Right. I'd been yes. saying I wanted to go on a trip for my 25th birthday. So I was like, <laughs> well, this combines all of my favorite things of travel and the Lord and yes. meeting new people. Got a trip. I mean, it sounds like it's perfect. So I just signed up on a yes. whim and ended up being, you know, just one of the right. best things. And then kind yes. of what I had shared earlier, you know, was one of those coming back from that trip, reflecting on now the <coughs> previous experience, um, life experience, getting into Greenville, starting right. this new chapter of life. I'm like, huh, like it all makes sense. Yeah. You know, he yeah. has led me exactly right. where I need to be. And it was one of those overwhelming moments of like, man, he's, he's got me. Yes. He's got me. Yes. He's showing me. He's right. here with me doing it. And yes. it's all going to just get yes. better from here. Yes. Um, it really is sweet and like the importance of getting plugged in, not just going to sit in the back of the church, mm-hmm. which is also totally great. Like yes. one step at a time. But then eventually to make sure you're plugged in yeah. is how you're going to, you know, make connections and feel loved and, you know, value there and be able mm-hmm. to open up. Like eventually, like 
what are you going to do, stand up in the middle of a sermon? No, like, yeah. that's why you need a small group. And so it's just, like, sweet to see that. And, I mean, I kind of chose to go in the DR and the too. Maybe yeah. you want to go? I mean, yeah, sure. Sure. Like, we missed a week of school. Like, who cares? And so it was sweet, like, how it got everyone got there. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think? We kind of been talking about, like, at the end of the trip, it was, it was weird to leave because mm-hmm. everyone was so close. The episode I did with Jenny about this, Trip. Amazing person word, ever. I forget what the word is. Koinonia. Koinonia. Yeah, I yeah. can't ever say it either. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like the idea of like all of a sudden being so filled with spirit because so many people are around. Like, like it's something you can't even explain. No. And so it was so hard to be home. Mm-hmm. But then also it was so sweet because I had a new perspective on everything. Yes. And I will say my temper, like I had no patience for anything yeah. when I got home for the first like, week. Because people would say something I'm like, yeah, no, like tell like, Yeah. It's fine. And then obviously like you, you get back into the swing. Yeah. Yes. And, like, what I had to do was, like, how do I learn how to live in America mm-hmm. with what I've seen mm-hmm. and what I've learned and what the Lord's put on my heart? And now it's been interesting to see, like, okay, what are ways I can serve here? What mm-hmm. are things I can do? How can I, you know, live with that same boldness that we had there mm-hmm. here, too? But it, sh- it really was interesting. Yeah. Okay. I would, I would say, say, like, when we came back, I, although a difficult transition, we talk about right. it. Like, prepare you for that, you know. Right. Um it also had me energized. Oh, like yes. I wanted to like yes. talk at Sunday school that day. Yes. I wanted to like get up during church service. Like a lot of us sat together at church. Yes. That I wanted to like stand up and be like, "We went to the DR. It was right. awesome!" Yes. Like I wanted to like start the Bible in a year yes. plan that our church has been, mm. you know, really motivating everyone. Right. Like I wanted to do it everything, mm. um, which you can't do it all at once. No. But having that kind of like recentered mm. energy of like where everything around me, I can right. find a place in this right. was. Awesome. That is so cool. And it really was. It was like a good recenter. And it was interesting because it was at a kind of weird time of the year. Yeah. Like, was it November? Like, yeah, no, the first week the in first November. Week, yes. And I'm like, it was kind of a weird time. Like, it's not like a refresh, start. Like, you're about to go into the busiest season. Yeah. Of December. Oh, yeah. I think we got back and we all were like, I remember sitting on the plane coming back into Greenville and I was like, oh my gosh, my calendar's so busy. Like, yes. God, please just like bring peace over me right yes. now. Like, because there was such like a drastic change. Um, but I think, like, obviously, if you can't just get on a plane and go on a mission trip right now, what are things that you can do to recenter your life? Um, and that's something we found in this mission trip. But then now that I'm here, it's like, <clears throat> okay, maybe that's going to a coffee shop on Sundays and just spending time in the Word and writing a plan for the week. Or just, like, mm-hmm. what does it look like to recenter and refocus? Um, it's something I really learned. Yeah. Okay. Switching gears a little bit. Actually, no. When it, what's the thing you like? I want to know one more thing about the DR. Actually, no. We <laughs> can talk about it forever. I don't know. I feel like my what conversations are always going back it. there. So the DR did this. Yeah. What, what's the biggest thing that you think you learned there? Or like, or learned, or just like something that you just love? Yeah, I would say there's a million things. A hundred percent. I mean, there's this opportunity to be fully servant of the Lord, right. um, this opportunity to be away from your home, this opportunity, right. you know, to get to know a new culture and community right. and yeah. be so immersed in that community. So many amazing right. things. For me personally, though, definitely the community that mm-hmm. I walked away with from our church yeah. um, and just some of the community and the way that we stayed in touch with some of the people right. that we met in the DR as well. Yeah. Like this I talked a little bit about this on, I think our last, one of our last days, I did yeah. my morning devotion as we split it up all yes. the way. And I, I just talked a lot about, you know, like Jesus has the power. He had the power to do everything mm-hmm. here on earth, but you know, he chose to have discipleship like, in that. Right. He chose to surround himself yeah. and use other people to, you know, make the Lord's plan come yeah. to life. And, yeah. 
um, walking away from the DR, I just felt so overwhelmed with knowing that no matter what happens in my life, I have a foundational like friendship and love and connection with this group of people that I hadn't had before I came. And don't get me wrong. I loved the church I was going to was establishing relationships there, like being there for that amount of time, what we were doing, like that connectedness is something you can't really explain or replace. Um, And just, I'm just so thankful for that, right. even coming back here and keeping up relationships yeah. and yeah. seeing people at church and, right. you know, making time to meet right. one-on-one to talk about yeah. whatever it may be in life. Like that was the Lord's work and that part of life for me was really powerful and, and being in a newer city and trying to build, trying to, you know, place roots right. here right. Um, alone in a lot of it. Mm-hmm. But for yeah. coming back, I was like, I'm not alone anymore. Mm-hmm. Not that I've ever been alone no. when you have God on your but, side, you know, but yeah. you know, yeah. Um, I like physical, community. physical community, yeah. but also community that I know that will help me grow in my faith as well. Right. So something and, super important yeah. at my age of life right. where everyone's yeah. life looks a little different. Every, yes. And it really was sweet. Like I don't even go to the church that we traveled with. Like I have a great church mm-hmm. and with great community. And it was sweet to see that there was also community other places. Yeah. Like, that like it gave me confidence almost. Mm-hmm. Um, I have such a good community at my church that people will you know, do whatever, we're there for each other. But then it was sweet. To see that that's like working in our home, our hometown. Yeah. And then how everyone welcomed me and even though I didn't go to the church. Mm -hmm. um, But it also was sweet. Like, it was good. It was really cool for me and Macy to go together Mm -hmm. because like, what two friends Powerful for your friendship, yeah. But then also it was so sweet to like, see marriages. I think Uh you talked about this. Yeah. Of like, to see these marriages Mm -hmm. serving together was so sweet. And then there was like, older couples and it was sweet to see them there and then it was like you there and like you could have been doing whatever else you wanted and you're like <laughs> you're just like single doing whatever like grown adult like yeah you're not trying i'm a, f- yes. a fake adult <laughs> like you really could have done whatever so it was like encouraging to see that and so it was just like really we had a cool. lot of different facets yes. of life there yes. which was cool to kind of see still how everyone could come together for the same right. mission and, and i've was... always been on youth trip yeah so it's like me and the people and the perspectives that you hear from yes. there yeah so cool um, and so I think community was something like I learned there as well. Mm. And then seeing what it looks like here now, mm-hmm. like how can the listeners or even us, like what does community look like in everyday life? Yeah. And I think that's been encouraging. Okay. Now I'm switching gears. Okay. <laughs> um, you were, in, okay. At Clemson, what was your team called? Oh, the <laughs> dance team? Yes. Yeah. It's the rally cast. Okay. The dance team. Yeah. So when I was just like kind of thinking about like when you kept talking about that, was there ever like temptation in like being in the spotlight so much of like letting either pride come in or even the complete opposite of just like hating on yourself so much? Like everyone's looking at you or, oh, that girl looks like that or this mm-hmm. girl looks like that. Like, did you ever have any like sort of struggles with that? And then if you did, what did it look like kind of to navigate that? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think on both ends of the spectrum, sure. definitely when you are placed in the spotlight so much on whatever stage it may be or whatever capacity it may be you always have this and kind of like I said to beginning like something I've struggled with I feel like my entire life like am I going to be good enough am Mm -hmm. I going to be fit enough am I going to be pretty enough am I going to be you know just like all of those things Mm -hmm. but then also too when you do constantly are, are placed on a stage in that capacity you know learning to figure out where you know that 
that's not all me. Like, no, God has given me all these amazing opportunities. He's given me all these amazing resources. Like he has led me to this point. It's like how to take that and use that to my best of my value. And I would not say I was someone who always did that. I mean, I loved being, and I love being in the spotlight. (laughs) Like I love it all in some capacity. And like, am I always being, you know, my letting the Lord shine through me in those spotlights at times? Probably not. Um, Definitely not Mm -hmm. in some capacities. I hope moving forward, if, you know, ever on in in the spotlight again, and like we said, any stage, you know, always allow that to be um, for him to shine through me and everything that I do. And I think that's something that um, I've prayed a lot about more recently in life uh, in in navigating that. So yeah, hardships on both. And just like you said, when you have, when we go, when you go somewhere so dark, um, and you come out of it, you definitely have some. It's hard to not go back there at times, but yeah. when you start to be intentional about something like a relationship right. with the Lord or the people that you're surrounding right. yourself about, like after that, I'm like, I can get through it. Yeah. He will guide me through it. It may not be fun. Right. It may not right. be easy. No. It probably won't be no. easy. <laughs> Actually, there is no guarantee yeah. that. There's no guarantee that I won't face darkness again. Right. But I will never not know the relationship I have with him now right again yeah that's so cool so um I just been kind of thinking about that because of different things that like even opportunities because mm-hmm. the opportunity you had to be on that team at Clemson is so awesome and yeah. it doesn't mean it's a bad thing but just like different opportunities that's come up in my life and it's like okay how do I purposely set my mind on being in the spotlight but it's not about me yep and it's such a hard thing mm-hmm. so I'm just like wondering because like not to make myself feel better, but like, no, it's too, no, it's hard. It really is, it's so interesting, and we're how we're wired almost. Mm-hmm. It's like the worldly thing of we get praised and we want that, like, yeah. But then, what does it look like to humble myself mm-hmm. at the feet of the Lord and be like, Yeah, I'm yours? Yep, absolutely. I think it's great yeah. that you're even mindful of that because I would say I have not always been mindful of that, yeah. and something and I battle with every yeah. day, yeah. like cool. figuring out every day, yeah. and it's because I wasn't mindful of it. And then I stumbled and fell on my face. Yeah. Not literally. And then you're like, okay. And then I'm like, okay, I have to be mindful of this, which is interesting of how the Lord does that. Mm-hmm. Like the timing of it, of like, He teaches you, and sometimes you fall. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, okay, I need to be aware of what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. This Absolutely. This is such a good conversation. Yeah. I feel like if you're watching, I didn't have much of a plan going into this, which I normally <laughs> do. Um, but just like, I feel like the overall view is just like the importance of community mm-hmm. and that personal relationship with Jesus, because that kind of is fed into everything we talked about. Like yep. Your testimony to the Dominican, to, you know, being on a team, like whatever else, like the importance of community. And yeah. But then also like at the center of it all, having that personal relationship with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's something yes. I hope I continue and yes. hope we all continue and can inspire to do because, you know, it's amazing to talk about it with the people. It's right. amazing to like practice it in right. servant areas. It's amazing to do all those things. But I'm telling you, there's like no more time I feel more connected when mm-hmm. I'm like, by myself, one-on-one, talking to him or, you know, at the altar, just me and him praying, even though there's a thousand people around or even on times in our trip, you know, when I would take some quiet time just to seek him and or driving in the car or wherever it may be, um, just like seeking that one-on-one time time with him. And the sweetness of that is like, we don't do it alone. Yeah. We have the Holy Spirit to do with us and through prayer, like, hey, Lord, like, help me stay devoted to you. Help me do that, which is so, like, me and... Cool that little did that. Like powerful. Yeah. He takes a step down from this, you know, kind of 
overarching like pedestal we place right. him on he but he still takes the time to step down and be um one-on-one -on -one with us which right. is like what is it transcendentalism yeah. he's with everyone but That's with so us sweet. at the same time yes. I'm like, super powerful yes. makes you take a step back and you're like, like okay i'm so small yeah <laughs> so small but you still make the time for me yes. like how so awesome cool. is that right and like we serve a god that does that mm -hmm. like chooses to do that. Yes. Yeah. Like he doesn't need us yeah. to do anything, mm -mm. but he chooses. And that's just, there's something sweet in that. Mm -hmm. And, like, and uh, a safe feeling with that. So safe. A safe yeah. that, you know, through whatever may come, past, right. present, right. future, um, he's on our side. Right. Sweet. Well, thank yeah. you. Thank you. I love you. Love You're you so too. good. Okay. Well, thanks, y'all. Thanks, y'all. Thanks, y'all <laughs> for watching, and I'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.